Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. Happy Monday. Hope you all are doing great. Um, It's kind of weird like recording my podcast just because I was just recording it on Friday since I did that bonus episode, Um, but I'm excited to be back. It's great. I hope you guys have been been enjoying the past two episodes. Obviously, there's something a little different with guests, but um, now it's just me. It's the regular solo episode. Um, I have a lot of advice to give out to you guys because I've missed a bunch, um, you know, due to delays, but also some of it I literally just like forgot about because there was so much going on. Um, But anyways, I wanted to just kind of jump right into advice. Uh, Before I do that, um, I don't know, just kind of try and I'm trying to think of like any updates going on with me. I don't know if there is anything. Um, I don't know. I guess any updates that I've given you guys on, like, Friday are probably pretty relevant now, so I think that's kind of it. Um, But anyways, let's get into the advice. So what I want to do is read um, an email that someone sent to me because I feel bad. I (laughs) missed this email last time and this person had to tell me that I missed it. So anyways, this person said, First of all, how are you? I hope you're feeling good, but um, let's see. I love listening to your podcast. I pretty much listen to it all day. I feel like you and me would be great friends and can get into really good, deep conversations as I am a person who likes that. Me too. Um, The morals you have, I agree with 100%. You seem so sweet and like a great friend. Your advice is so helpful. I def recommend your podcast to everyone, especially teen girls. Make sure to drink some good old old H2O and eat some healthy foods. And they included some uh, strawberry emojis, so I really thought that was cute. Um, Your whole intro was just so cute. It's so cute. This person also sent me some fan art, which... Um, maybe I'll share it on like the Spillcast official Instagram because I th- I just thought it was so cute. You like I, uh, you guys are just I love you guys so cute. Make my day. Um, I love the fan art. It looks great. So this person said possibly trigger warning. I don't know, love. Okay. Um, basically my self-esteem has been at a negative hundred million this past year. And now I'm in this really toxic mindset that, oh, you won't be as ugly with the makeup on, or once you lose the weight, you'll get to wear that crop top or shorts. Most of my friends were very blessed to be skinny as I wasn't. And I wasn't as a 13 year old, I'm 110 pounds. Most of my friends are 90 pounds or less. I think my mindset of myself is really getting out of control. I get so frustrated when I look in the mirror and just burst into tears. It's like, I can't handle looking into the mirror. I'm always scared someone is looking at me and thinking how not good looking I am. I really want to wear dresses and tank tops, but I look so bulky and and blah. I am on a diet and I have been for a year and I just can't get to where I want. I'll lose weight and be happy and then gain it back. I remember thinking that I actually look good, but I don't know what happened to that. And it's weird that I'm aware I'm in a bad mindset, but can't fix it. I could talk a lot more, but I don't want to bore you as much... um, much more as I feel bad for venting this much. Have any advice? Sorry, this is long. Here's a fan art. Um, and then they attach the fan art, which looks amazing again. Okay, so there's kind of a lot to unpack here. Um, first of all, a lot of the thoughts that you shared that you said you've been having, I've had multiple times in my life. I still have those thoughts. But what I've learned to do is kind of control them just because there are like things that I have learned as I've grown up that like really actually help um, kind of... I don't know, push away those thoughts, but in a way where it's like healthy, it's not like I'm like pushing it to the back of my mind and forgetting about it. Like, no, I'm like dealing with these thoughts as healthily as I can. Obviously, there are moments where I'm just like, 
oh, I hate how I look or I hate this or I hate that or I wish I could lose weight or whatever. Like, girl, trust me, I, I am going through the same thing and I feel like that is such a universal experience. Even though you say that your friends are super skinny, I guarantee you every single one of them has some sort of of insecurity about their body that you don't even know about, you know? So that's the thing is like, every single person has some sort of insecurity with their body and if you really look at it that way it's like it's crazy like when your mind opens up to that it's it's really helpful because now yes I do get insecure but at least I know that like literally every single person's body is differently it works differently some people gain weight more than others some people don't gain weight at all like some people have super fast metabolisms some people don't have to work out and they're just totally skinny like whatever it is But I think you just need to know that like everyone's body works differently and so the fact that you know you went on a diet but your weight keeps fluctuating and things like that or like you keep gaining weight and then losing it whatever that's okay that's normal. I know so many people who have that same thing happen to them and it's okay like all you need to know is that that's okay that's 100% normal it's way more normal than like a lot of people think. The only reason that people think that this stuff isn't normal is because they see it all day on social media all they see most of what they see is just skinny people people without stretch marks people who uh, facetune or photoshop their photos for instagram to look good everything that you see online is everyone's best version of themselves everyone posting pictures and obviously this is like a wide generalization i know that not every single person does this but like most people who post on instagram got ready or they are looking their best that they've had uh, what am I trying to say they they're looking the best that they've looked that whole week like you just don't know the story behind a lot of things like I don't know I I haven't posted on Instagram in like a year I just never post because I don't I don't know kind of makes me anxious and I also just I don't know I, I haven't had any good I'm just not a photogenic person but um I haven't posted in a long time but like Whenever I have, it's always been like planned out. Like I'm going to do my makeup for this. I'm going to have my friends take pictures of me. We're going to go to this pretty location or something like that. Like, and that's how a lot of situations are. So just know that a lot of that stuff you see is fake. I know that's kind of a harsh word to use. A lot of it is fake, but also just some people just look their best, obviously. And that's totally fine. You know, they're pictures. You want to look good for pictures and there's nothing wrong with that, but just don't compare yourself to things like that. And I know you didn't mention social media, but I just know that is a big factor in like everyone's lives. Um, but yeah, just things like that kind of translate into real life. Like even if it's not social media, if you have friends who are all skinny or they're all a certain weight or whatever, it does not take away from like you and your body. Like, yeah, okay, they're traditionally skinny, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, you know? So it really, really just depends on your mindset, the way you look at it. And one day, like you you will just click, like it, it'll click in your mind where you just realize that like everyone has different bodies and if you compare yourself to other people like if you're trying to be like someone it's just it doesn't work it it doesn't work I mean I've mentioned this on my podcast before but it's like if Kylie Jenner or the Kardashians have gotten so much plastic surgery and have worked on their bodies and work out and have all these cool fancy things to keep up like to look good or whatever and they still photoshop their pictures because they do how how are we supposed to ever live up like the it's just crazy to me because the kardashians are seen as like perfection or like the top or like the prettiest you know 
and even they photoshop their pictures like it just shows that every single person has insecurities so like even though it looks like one of your friends is skinny and happy and they look great i'm sure that's true but i'm sure it's also true that they have insecurities underneath just like you do you know skinny people have insecurities too maybe they have like stretch marks that they don't like or whatever it is you know everyone has those things so i just wouldn't worry too much about that obviously easier said and said than done because it is a mindset thing but i don't know i just know that like i've been happier in moments where I've just let go of that image of my dream body or the way I want to look. Obviously, I want to be healthy. I want to look fit. I like that look, but I'm also just not going to put so much pressure on myself like I used to because it's not that big of a deal when you think about it. As long as you're healthy, you're getting exercise, you're eating well enough, like you're fine. You don't need to be on a strict diet. You don't need to do these crazy intense workouts every day unless you want to. But like, don't push yourself, you know, don't push yourself just because of how other people look around you. So I know that was kind of like a little bit of a a rant. There was a lot that I said, but I hope that that did help because I just promise you that the way you see yourself is not the way other people see you. Um, honestly, other people see you in a more positive way most of the time because you're the person that's looking at yourself in the mirror. You're the person that's noticing all your flaws, but someone with their first impression or someone that sees you like, you know, every once in a while, they just don't see you that way. They see you in like a much better light, you know? So this is all just in your head. And I think you should definitely work on changing that mindset because it's just, it's only going to hurt you. So yeah. Um, the next email says, uh, my best friend, let's call her Avery and I have been friends since primary and we've always been in the same class and practically lived together. Well, until this year, I'm a freshman in high school and probably like many others feel completely out of place. Avery has been hanging out with one of her one of our newer friends, let's call her Emma, a lot the past couple weeks, and at first I thought it was just because my birthday was coming up and they were planning something for me, but my birthday already ha- happened a couple weeks ago and they haven't separated. And as jealous and selfish as I probably sound right now, I kind of feel a little bit neglected, if that makes sense. Like I'm going through a hard time with my family and I wish she could be there for me right now and it just hurts because when she was going through it, I was there for her through all of it. And now it's like, where are you? She's always busy hanging out with this other friend. And whenever I try and talk to her about it, she tells me it's all coming from Emma and she wants me to hang out with them too. But from the way they've been acting around me, it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem like it. And they're just saying it to be nice. Any advice? Love the podcast. Thank you. And you know, this is a little bit of a tough situation because you, I mean, it's easy to make assumptions, obviously. It's easy to think like, oh, you know, they don't care or they're just being nice or they don't want to hang out with me. But I say like you don't know until you know. So definitely reach out, talk to her about this and just be like, I really like miss the way that our friendship used to be and be completely honest. I mean, I've given the same exact advice to so many of you guys and I just really want you to think like about the things that I'm saying because you really have to apply simple ideas like communication into a lot of different situations. I mean, communication in this situation is like, okay, I totally understand why you're asking for advice, but also communicate with her, you know? Um, Because in the end, like, that's how you're going to get your feelings across to her and how she's going to understand where you're coming from. Because, you know, a lot of people just kind of hold back in what they say about what they're feeling or whatever. But, like, everything that you just typed to me, that you explained to me, I I feel like if she saw that, like, let's just say she was looking through your phone and she saw the email or something, like, from that perspective, she'd be like, oh, you know what, this is how she feels? So, I don't know, making it clear to her, like, your perspective on the situation, how it feels for you would be really, really helpful. I also think just in general, 
don't stress too much because this has happened to me before. Um, you know, you have a best friend and then they branch out and they meet other people. I'm an introvert. I've said this multiple times before, but I've had, you know, or still have outgoing friends that branch out, like to meet new people. And I, I, I am I, like, I am kind of a jealous person and no, you're not being selfish for like worrying about it. It's, it's okay. Um, but like, I am a jealous person, so when it comes to, like, friendships and things like that, if I see, like, a good friend of mine branching out to other friends, that can be a little bit hard for me because I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't want them to forget about me. I don't want them to, like, or I don't want our friendship to dissolve or, or fade away. That's totally normal, um, but I just think if you guys have a true, genuine connection and, like, you guys are really good friends, then I feel like right now she's just kind of going through a phase where she is meeting new people, she's having fun, she's meeting people through the new people that she's meeting, and when you get kind of in a phase like that, a new chapter in your life, you just kind of fade away from the people that you've been used to seeing for a couple, you know, a couple months, a couple weeks, a couple days, however long it takes, but I don't know. I just, I have found that like true friends like that always come circling back. They just go through phases where they meet new people and they want to hang out with those people for a little bit. But you know, I feel like if she's a true genuine friend that wants to keep her friendship with you, she's going to come back around. Just let her, you know, kind of do her thing, hang out with these new people. And it might take a little bit, but you know, she's just trying to branch out and meet new people. So if you look at it that way, it's not as bad as you think, but I hope that that helps. Just you know, don't stress too much about it as hard as that can be. I understand. Um, but yeah, so this next person emailed me and said, I have a friend group of six that formed last summer after we all did the summer session at our gymnastics. Later on around December, me and one of the other girls, let's call her Greta, started dating. For context, we are both pansexual. It was her first relationship and I didn't know how things would work out. Um, we ended up dating for three months and I broke up with her because I didn't feel as though I was getting the love slash affection I wanted. For example, I would text her every day and invite her over and FaceTime her and she would never call me, text me, invite me, even though after I communicated to her that I was wanting to be shown more affection. I know, as you said, communication is key. <laughs> you guys know me too well. Um, so I figured I should tell her. Anyways, after we broke up, things were really awkward and our friend group was really off in a way. We were all going through things at the time. Um, me dealing with a death in the family, depression, and trigger warning, self-harm. My friends ended up getting me help and I'm a lot better now and we've all grown closer from it. A few weeks ago, I reached out to Greta to see how she was doing. She told me about what she was dealing with. I have like the hiccups. And I am now trying to help her. Recently, though, she's been leaving me on read a lot and will text my friend's group chat while leaving me undelivered. I feel like she's annoyed by my texts. I'm just trying to check in and make sure she's doing okay. I want for us to have a genuine friendship, but I feel she isn't putting in as much effort as I am. When we get together as a group, she always says that she wants a friendship like Emily and Elena. Those are two girls in our group. Um, I asked her last night if she wanted to try to have that friendship with me and she just left me on read again. I want to get closer to her and help her, but I'm getting really annoyed with this. I don't want her to feel bad, though, if I just stop texting her. Should I stop trying? Okay, so that's actually a really good question. Should I stop trying? And I feel like at some point when you're putting so much effort into someone and they're not putting any effort into you, that's when you stop. The hard part is like, you know, you really care about this person. You wanted to have at least a genuine friendship with them and they're not working with you. And I know it can be hard to like just throw that away. But at the same time, I'm just thinking like, especially because you weren't getting the effort out of her that you wanted in a relationship. Like, how can you expect her to give you that in a friendship? Like, I mean, she's leaving you unread and delivered and things like that. Like, to me, that's honestly just rude. And it's not like, 
you know, it's not like it just happened a couple times. Like, no, it's continuously happening. And like, she's not reaching out. She's not trying. And so I feel like what I would personally do is stop texting um, and just kind of wait and see if she tries to come to you. Because oftentimes some people just kind of like that attention or they like feeling like they're in control or they don't have to respond to you. But if you genuinely just stop trying, maybe there's a day where she looks back on that and she's like, you know what? I should have just responded. Like, you know what? I'm just going to stop being stubborn. I'm going to give in. Like, I want a good friendship with this person. And if they, if she never comes around, then that's okay because you know that she just didn't care enough to put effort into it and trying, you know, to reach out from her side. So, you know, on one hand, I can see why you would want to keep trying and be persistent, but at the same time, it seems like you've tried what you can. You've communicated to her and just nothing is really working. So I don't like to use like the words like give up, like don't give up per se, but maybe just stop texting her for a couple days, maybe a week, whatever it is that would be a good suitable break and see if she says anything to you and if she doesn't it just kind of shows I don't know she just doesn't have any interest in putting any effort into it which is kind of a sign to maybe step back and and move on um but I know that can be really hard so it's just kind of whatever feels right in the moment but I'm glad that like you know even though you went through a rough patch and all that you have become closer to your group so that helps and I just feel like at the end of the day it's not going to be horrible if you don't get a close relationship with this girl um and, and I'm not telling you to stop trying but just like it's in your best interest to not waste all of your energy on someone who's not putting in the same amount of effort into a, a friendship as you are so yeah this next person DM me and said um I love your personal stories and your ASMR thank you um let's see I basically sent an email in saying I didn't want to go to private school that advice was great and I really took it to heart but a week later my mom said she actually wanted to send me back to public school because she was getting a job I was so happy about this but my joy has turned into concern so when I first started fifth grade I had a crush on this guy I'll call him Nathan we liked each other but obviously we were too young to date so we just left it at that I really didn't think to put much into our thought into our relationship because it wasn't even a big deal but he would buy me gifts which which i knew meant he liked me a lot some of the annoying boys in our grade teased me eventually i got bored and sick of him getting giving me gifts so i told him i didn't like him anymore but when covid hit i was pulled out of school one day a town close to mine got flooded and everyone had to evacuate an annoying guy at school's house was flooded Oh, an annoying guy at school, his house, was flooded. I'm going to call him Oscar. We were giving out supplies to people, including him, and he was nonstop teasing me even though I stopped liking Nathan and hadn't seen him in a year. I'm afraid that if I go back, I'll get teased and that it will be awkward. Hope you can give me good advice. Love your podcast. So basically what I'm getting from this is that you're afraid of going back to school because you don't want to get made fun of for liking Nathan even though it was a long time ago. I would say, and this is easier said than done, literally it does not matter. Like, I just will never understand why people are so invested in other people's lives to the point where they feel like they just have to make fun of someone for, like, some sort of random choice that they make or some person that they like to, like, I don't know. To me, that's just kind of, like, embarrassing on their part because it's like, okay, why are you taking time out of your life to just, like, make fun of this? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of useless. Like, it's a useless thing to do. I don't, understand it and I just feel like you need to have like a very confident attitude when approaching this and just be like you know what I don't care if I do get made fun of it's whatever because 
I know that that was just a time in my life. I liked someone. It's no big deal. Why are you making a big deal? So just kind of have like a, a confident attitude. Be ready to, to fight the haters, whatever it is. Not literally fight. Don't get into fights. But just like, I don't know. It's, again, a lot of things are about your mindset. So if you can switch your mindset to being like super confident and just like ready to take on anyone that like might make fun of you, that will help a lot. Obviously, that's not a super easy thing to do but you know it's the first step to just think about it at least um i just think like you know it was a time in your life you liked someone you got bored of it whatever i feel like it's stupid for people to make fun of you for it but i wouldn't let that ruin like your experience at school i don't want you like walking around school just worrying that people are gonna make fun of you for it like no you know what it, it's stupid and i honestly think that like the more time goes on people just forget about it, you know, people just do that to get reactions out of people or because they think it's funny, but, like, that's, that stuff just doesn't last that long, so I really wouldn't worry, like, even if you do get um, made fun of for it, like, I really don't think that that's something that would last a long time just because, you know, kids are stupid and they just move on to other things, so, yeah, now I'm gonna move on to Instagram DMs, so, This person said, I've been friends with this friend of mine for almost two years now, and in my head, I thought we were each other's closest best friend. I guess I'm wrong after finding out that she blocked me on a secret TikTok account account she had in which she actually posts videos unlike the one that we're currently communicating on. I honestly have no right to talk whether she blocks me or not, but the fact that she shared the secret account with someone else just makes me mad. Keep in mind, this someone is a person that neither me or her likes. I really want to ask her why she did that, but I don't want to come out as a stalker or weirdo that could potentially lose a friendship. She's also my only friend at the moment in the new school I'm in, so losing her and having no one to talk to would suck, which is why I'm asking you for advice. You have a really lovely voice, by the way. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I don't know. One thing that I want to point out is something that you said about just not wanting to lose the friendship, so you don't want to point it out, but I feel like that's problematic because then you just have this friendship where, like, you're not communicating with her and she doesn't know, like, your concerns and then you're just, like, bottling that up and stuff. So, I feel like it's definitely something that you should bring up to her. I know that it can be risky, but honestly, if she drops you for literally communicating to her and just asking her what's going on, that's a red flag right there. Like, that's just not a good friend. So, I feel like it's it's a red flag in the first place that she blocked you from her secret TikTok account because clearly she's just trying to like hide her videos from you, which is really weird because I just feel like a good friend wouldn't do that. So honestly, I would bring it up because it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of disrespectful. It's kind of rude. It's like she's trying to leave you out. And then the fact that like you said the person that is allowed to see that TikTok account is someone that both of you guys like mutually have decided you don't like, that's even weirder to me. Um, because why would she, like, talk bad about someone or say that she doesn't like someone and then literally, like, only let them see her TikTok account and not you? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a really sketchy situation, so I think you cannot just ignore this because you have every right to, like, ask her and be like, okay, what's going on? Because I'm just confused. Obviously, though, there are ways you can do it without kind of making it super confrontational, making her not want to be your friend, um, but obviously still stand up for yourself, but I would just say, like, be really nice about it, just, you know, ask in a question form. I don't know, the whole thing is just kind of sketchy, it's weird to me, so I feel like you have every right to just communicate with her and just be like, okay, what's going on? So, 
please do that. Don't hold back because you're afraid of losing the friendship because honestly, like, it's stupid if she just, like, won't talk to you, like, or, like, stop being friends with you because of this. So, I would really just not worry about it too much um, and literally just straight up ask her because that's how you're going to get, like, answers. Um, okay, next DM. Um, basically I have this group of friends that mainly consists of girls, but there's one guy in the group, we'll call him Jack. The other day, someone reached out to us and made terrible accusations toward Jack. They said during quarantine last year, Jack had a crush on them while they were in a relationship. He would send them creepy things and acted like they were a couple. When they rejected him, he tried to break up the relationship. We had no idea this happened until now. Half my friend group thinks we should drop him, but the other half thinks we shouldn't bother with it much right now. I'm not sure if we should just drop him or give, give him a second chance. Thanks for reading this. Love your podcast. Okay, so obviously, the stuff that you found out about him is concerning. It's weird, um, but it's also a tough situation because you, like, he personally hasn't done anything to you, and so it's very hard to justify just, like, dropping him out of nowhere because then you would just have to be like, oh, well, I heard this, you know, and then it just sounds like you're just making stuff up or, like, doing it, like, dropping him for no reason, which obviously you do have a reason, and, like, if you want to drop him, I feel like you're totally right in doing that, but also just, like, be careful because it might come off the wrong way if you literally just drop him, um, drop him based on, like, something that you heard. I would, like, triple check that what you heard is real. I'm not saying it isn't, but you just never know. It could be someone that's just, like, making something up, and honestly, that's probably unlikely, but, you know, just double check. I would say, like I said, the hard thing about this is that like he personally didn't do things to you guys. So to him, it might be like, okay, wait, why am I just being dropped by all my friends all of a sudden? But I also feel like, you know, it's not a bad thing if you guys want to drop him because honestly, the things that he's been accused of doing are very weird. And I don't know. It really depends. Like if he's not acting like that around you guys and you guys have had no issues with him, I would take like a closer look at it and just be like, okay, do we really want to drop him? But if you guys have had like weird experiences with him before, or he's acted weird, weird, weird around you guys, I would say take this as a warning sign and go ahead and drop him. So it really just kind of depends more on the specific circumstances. Um, but yeah, the next DM says, I have a unique-ish story that I'm wondering if you can put on the podcast. Um, let's see. Oh, please don't read that on a podcast. Sorry. Okay, so basically, I'm in a sticky situation with school and friends. I have two best friends. One I met when I was four or five through my brother, and the other I met when I was six. I'm middle school now, is what Americans say. They met when the first best friend, who I'll call best friend number one, came to my current school. And they hated each other, and they still do. They put me in the middle of their fights as if, as if I could fix it. Ugh, I relate with that. I relate with that. Um, they talk to me as if I'm just a toy that they're fighting over and want me to choose. They get mad when I hang out with the other. Best friend number one is kind of manipulative, as in, I'll stop being her friend if you don't blank. But I've developed a crush on her. She and my other friends are homophobic, so I can't tell them. I've told my parents and they accept me, but are still confused. Um, but I'm patient. During the school year, I've met other friends. Best friend number one and best friend number two are both overprotective and both want me to their, their selves. So when I make new friends, one or the other will force me to drop them. I know you will probably tell me to distance myself from them or drop them, but if I do, I will have no friends and nobody in my class likes me anymore because of best friend number one and best friend number two. And I dropped them. I don't know what to do and need advice. Um, okay, so... <laughs> will you you make it hard because, you know, I would say, like, drop them, distance yourself from them, but, like, 
and I know I understand being worried about not having any friends because trust me, I know, and it's not an easy decision to make, but if you feel ready one day, dropping them or at least distancing yourself from them is the best way to do it. I know that you have a long history with these girls. I know that you have been best friends with them for years now, but first of all, being put in the middle of a three-way friendship is just never a good thing. I mean, I have dealt with that for the past 11 years with two of my best friends and like they have never really liked each other. So whenever they have some sort of big fight, I'm always in the middle and I'm always the one that has to break it up. I mean, if I weren't there, who knows how long their fights would last. I mean, it just would be bad. So it's really hard to be the middle person and you know, that's difficult in itself. But then the fact that you're saying that, you know, these friends are homophobic and but you have a crush on this person that's homophobic, like, I don't know, something right there is just not adding up to me. Obviously, I know you can't help who you like, but I personally, like, if I were you, I'd take, like, a closer look at this person and be like, do I really value this person because their ideals just do not match up with, like, you as a person? I don't know. It just, it seems odd to me that, like, you would want to be around someone that was homophobic. Obviously, I know it's way, like, it's not something that you can just choose that easily, like, especially when you've been friends with someone for years and then like you kind of find out that they're homophobic like I I know the circumstances are weird and I'm not saying that like that just determines everything and you you need to like change a bunch of things because of that but just like it is kind of alarming that they are homophobic and I would be afraid for you if they found out just because I don't know I wouldn't want you to get treated a certain way um so I don't know. I, this is, it's really stumping me because I'm just like, obviously, you know, distance yourself from them, drop them, but you're unsure what to do because you don't want to lose friends. So I don't know. What I would say is if you haven't communicated with them yet, please do so. Literally, please do so. And just talk to best friend number one, best friend number two, and be like, hey, you guys are really overprotective of me. It's very hard for me to be in the middle. I feel like you guys get jealous when I hang out with other people. Like, what do you have to say about this? Because if you've never brought this up to them, they're probably just not even self-aware. They're not even aware that like how much they're actually doing this or how much it's affecting you. So a lot of times when you tell people stuff like that, they're like, oh, you know what? Like, ding, ding. Like, I've been doing this to you. Like, I'm so sorry. Obviously, it doesn't go like that all the time, but you can try your best to just communicate and be like, yo, like, this is not cool. I'm sorry. I'm just not dealing with this anymore. Um, That can be an option if you don't want to lose them as friends and just be, like, kind of testing them in that way, see how they respond, see what they do about it once you communicate with them. And if they seem like they're just not really doing anything, then I feel like it's worth the risk to distance yourself or drop them because, honestly, like I've said so many times in this podcast, putting energy into people who do not put energy into you is just draining. Over time, it's going to drain you. It's going to exhaust you. And then at the end, when it doesn't work out, you're going to be wondering, why did I put so much energy into these people that just didn't care as much about me as I cared about them? You know, it's just an unfortunate situation, but you just got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself above all. And I know right now it seems like super scary to just stop being friends with them because you don't have anyone else. But I guarantee you these situations happen for a reason. And that you will find someone else to be friends with you will so yeah that's kind of my advice to you is just do your best but obviously it's a very complicated situation this next dm said basically what's happening is i have this friend a lot of friend issues lately um let's call her cameron and her sister 
let's call her Eliza. So I've been best friends with Cameron since fourth grade. I'm now in 10th grade, which is a pretty long time, and her sister Eliza is a year older than us. And about November last year, Cameron had to go get her appendix taken out. And while she was at the hospital, I started to talk to Eliza a lot. Me and Eliza eventually got really close, and she told me we both said, and she told me we both said we had feelings for each other. Me and Eliza decided it was best to cut it off in about mid-December, though we are not, n- though we were not dating, anyways. Cameron found out on New Year's Eve 2020. She felt so betrayed, but is pretty, but is pretty over it now. But the thing is that currently Eliza is so hateful towards me. Thanks for, the, thanks for the advice. However, you give it to me. Love you. Okay, so. I mean, first of all, I can see why Cameron would feel betrayed because that was literally, like, her sister. I mean, and, like, she didn't know about it. Like, that that would be an odd situation to be stuck in. But, you know, I'm glad that, like, she's kind of gotten past that now. I hope that you guys, like, apologize or, like, talk through it. I'm sure you have. But as far as, like, Eliza, if she's being hateful towards you, there's probably some sort of reason for it where maybe she's regretting what happened. Maybe she feels guilty for hurting her sister, and so she's taking it out on you. Maybe she's upset that things didn't work out with you guys. Like, there are so many reasons that she could be hateful towards you, but just know that, like, unless you've done something specifically to hurt her or just to harm her, like, you you've done nothing wrong so don't worry about it that's her issue she's feeling some sort of anger for some reason and there's not really much you can do about that if she's you know calling you names or bullying you or harassing you or whatever that's a different story but like if she's just being rude to you lately not cooperating whatever like that sucks but honestly like you guys are not exes but like you guys had a thing for a little bit and you don't anymore like that's hard especially when your best friend is like, her sister, you know, so, like, seeing you around all the time, that could be hard on her, so just think of it from her perspective, maybe she's acting this way because it's really hard for her to deal with, um, so, yeah, I don't know, that's kind of all I have to say about that. The next person DM'd me and said, I started school a few months ago and I saw this really cute boy. I'm not the type of person to go see my crush and tell them, hey, I like you. <laughs> me too. Um, I just kept it a secret because he wasn't even in my class. Around March, my friend tells me she saw a cute guy in another class. I asked her if she could show him to me and we saw him. It was my crush. She didn't know I liked him. We always make eye contact and I just want to know him better. But if I talk to him or ask him for his phone, cu- phone number, it'll just seem like I saw her crush. By the way, he knows that she has a crush on him, but he doesn't know that I do. Yawn. Sorry. Okay, this is. Hmm. I always say this is interesting. I'm trying to think of a different way to describe this. This is unique. Um. So you guys have the same crush. I feel like that's something that actually is very common, but it's a little bit more complicated because, you know he knows that your friend likes him and he doesn't know that you like him and then also your friend doesn't know that you like him so that's where things get a little mixed up um if you're looking for some sort of solution to this there probably isn't a perfect solution there's not for like any of these situations i think something that you could do is just come clean to your friend and be like hey like i just wanted to let you know like i didn't want it to be weird but like i've liked this guy you know, for a little while now. And like when I found out you liked him, I just didn't want to say anything. But if you're just like completely upfront and you're very open and honest about it, like it could definitely go in a positive direction. And your best friend might be like, oh, like, huh, that's kind of awkward. Like we both like the same person. And like, that's a really hard thing because, you know, you guys are going to feel like you're in a competition. But also I feel like she deserves to know. And like, 
you know, maybe she hears that and she's like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't really like him that much anyway. Like, go for it. You know, like something good could come out of it. So I feel like it's only just hurting you and your friend more if you just keep it from her. So please tell your friend that you like him. Say it in the best way possible. Explain the circumstances because if you end up asking him for his number or start talking to him or things like that, like then it is going to look like you stole her crush. But if you go to her beforehand, before you make any sort of move and be like, hey, like I just want to let you know, like I didn't want this to be weird, but I've liked him. That's going to look so much better from your, from your perspective. And you know, it's going to make her feel better about it because you came to her and you were honest with her. So I feel like that's the way to go, honestly, is please just tell your friend that you like him because that's just better. I needed some advice on um, my social skills, I guess you could say. It's just like my friends always joke around like, oh, haha, you had like social anxiety and I don't want to be that person that's like, oh yeah, I have it when I literally haven't been diagnosed. So I don't want to say I have it once I haven't been diagnosed. I'm always like anxious when I'm around people, especially if I don't know them. And even if I do know them, it's still like even more awkward. And like, I'm just sitting there like, hi. Like, it's just so like, I like freaks me out. And I try not to do any social interaction as much as I can. If I need help on something, I'm literally just gonna be there until I literally need help or else I'm like gonna die if I don't need it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I only need it when I'm desperate. Uh, um, my family aren't like helping at all. They kind of force me to talk to people or like be like, um, oh you're like just crazy why don't you talk to people you're just so weird i'm like that's not helping at all so they like whenever we get food and i say can you order for me because i don't want to talk to the employee they're like no i'm not gonna get you food if you don't order it by yourself so most of the time i don't even get food because like i'll rather not get food than have any social interaction like it's actually kind of getting annoying now and like i hate it so much so if there's any tips at all uh I'll lovely take it and yeah have a great day I love your podcast so much I always listen to it when I get ready to go to school or when I go to sleep yeah I love you bye okay so I really like that you sent this in especially through a voice message because I just love hearing the voice messages I feel like it just shows your guys's personality so much more and they're just really interesting to listen to but this one really hits home for me because the things that you said even like ordering food and things like that are so relatable like I really resonate with everything that you said because I've dealt with that throughout my whole life um you know my a lot of kids like you know grew up really extroverted but that was never me I've always been introverted which is fine I'm super content with being introverted but it comes with a lot of issues like obviously you said you're not diagnosed with social anxiety and like neither am I but you know I can kind of suspect that I have some sort of mild form of it um not saying I am uh diagnosed with it but you know along those lines I do have some some issues with that um shyness whatever you want to call it so like yeah I was asked to literally like (laughs) what you said like order for order my food or else I wouldn't like get any food or you have to do this or whatever um I this is so hard because you're asking for tips and like things to help, I guess, not solve this, but make this better. And it's really hard because I still deal with these things on a daily basis. However, what I can tell you is that it really does get better over time the more that you practice. And I would say around middle school, like I was still having people order for me. Like I still have people do things like that for me sometimes. But, you know, when you kind of get out more, when you kind of get out more and like you have to 
do things like you literally just are forced to do things the, the more you grow up like the better it gets and it's literally so uncomfortable uncomfortable for me every single time that I have to order through a drive through or every time that I have to order my own food or every time I'm buying something or something like I personally always go to self-checkout when I'm getting something from the store because I just can't interact with people like it's okay you're not the only one because I really do avoid a lot of social interaction throughout my life things like you know not asking for help like you said like I will literally sit in class for the whole class period and not ask to the go to go to the bathroom or something unless I'm like literally dying or I will just not ask for help even though I do have a question which is such a bad thing I hate that I do this because it really holds me back but just know that like you're definitely not the only one because I really like you and I are very similar in that like things that you were listing I'm just like whoa that's me but the difference between you and me is that you have definitely like I I guess you're you're further away from me than I don't know what I'm trying to say I kind of just lost my train of thought um but like I guess I'm I have more experience than you from what it sounds like with learning how to just adapt to it knowing that I do have to interact interact with people eventually um because here's the thing experience really is everything and the more times that I've been pushed out of my comfort zone by my parents my friends whoever's with me the better it's actually gotten and I know that that's like something that an introvert or just you know someone who does deal with this kind of stuff does not want to hear because I personally hated it when everyone would tell me that like you know get out of your comfort zone do this do this like practice makes perfect you know it's never going to get any better if you keep doing this like I was so annoyed when people told me that stuff but like they are right you know and like at some point you got to sit back and be like okay am I going to function like this forever no it's just not a way to live to to go through society to go throughout your life like I keep telling myself you know it's gonna be fine like I'll be more outgoing then or I'll just do this then like it's fine whatever but like the more that you get babied by your parents or your friends and ask them to order for you for example the worse it's gonna be because you're gonna rely on other people to speak for you and it's just really not a healthy mindset to be in and trust me I deal with those same things all the time still but I feel like It's just definitely gotten better because I have been forced to do a bunch of things that are out of my comfort zone and like for example freshman year I moved to a new school so I had to talk to people or when you get assigned partners in class you have to talk to your partner or you know sometimes my mom would send me into the store with money and I would have to do something alone or I would have to buy food for my family or something at a restaurant like whatever it may be I've been put in these situations multiple times now throughout the years as I've grown up that it just has helped me become accustomed to it and realize like okay as a functioning member of society I probably need to learn how to interact with people um I also feel like something that I haven't really checked out that much are like online resources because I know there are a lot of YouTube videos online that you can probably find where people talk about their experiences with social anxiety and what they've done I I really feel like people just underestimate the true power of the internet like there's so much information readily available for everyone so I'm sure you could find some useful tips as far as like social anxiety goes or just you know shyness in general since you know you're not diagnosed but things like that would be really helpful to look for maybe YouTube videos or even like TikToks like I don't know I saw TikTok today that was talking about like social anxiety tips so 
I don't know. I feel like there are just like a lot of resources and I, you know, I'm doing my best to try and give you advice, but at the same time, it's very hard because I deal with the same things too. All I can tell you is that the more you do it, the better it becomes. And that is very true. That is, that has stayed true for me. The more that I have been forced to order for myself or whatever, the more used to it I've gotten and the more okay it has been for me. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy because we do have a lot of similar things, but like coming from me, I promise you, you just have to do it every once in a while. Like, even if you do it once a month or something like that, like you just say, okay, this month I'm just going to order for myself one time, or this month I'm going to talk to a cashier at the grocery store or whatever it is. But it's honestly going through your life like that is just not healthy in the long run because you're going to have to interact with people and it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's better to work on it now when you're young than be, you know, 30 and like still have to worry about ordering your food, you know, because by the time I'm 30, am I still going to be anxious while ordering food? Yeah, probably. But am I going to need someone to do it for me? No, because I've been forced to do it. And by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have so much experience ordering my own food that it's just like not going to phase me as much anymore. So work on it while you're young as much as possible because I just feel like that's truly going to benefit you in the long run and yeah that's kind of what I have to say I think we're going to transition into anchor voice messages hi sister spill I hope that you're having a great day and um I love listening to your podcast I think your voice is so soothing and you seem like such a nice and humble person and yeah I just love listening to your podcast so the other day I was listening to um your latest episode where you have like a guest and you guys were talking about like the Nessa and Jaden situation and um I kind of have a story time that's sort of similar to that so basically um this happened in middle school so of course it doesn't really matter anymore but um I was with this boy almost six months we were happy healthy we rarely even had arguments and then one day he just broke up with me all of a sudden and so after like talking about it he just said that he didn't want a relationship and then less than a month later he was with my best friend which is so crazy. And then they were both playing the victim. Um, so I think it's somewhat similar, but yeah, have a great day. Ooh, I, I know that like wasn't advice that you were asking for, but I'm really glad that like you actually took the time to send in your personal story that like related to something that we were talking about, because I just think it's super cool, guys. I love your voice messages. I love when you guys send things in. It makes it feel like a radio show or something. Like when people, listeners call in and they're like talking about things that have happened to them, like I would love that. You guys know that like this podcast is open to any sort of suggestions. You guys can tell stories about yourselves as long as they're not like too long, obviously. Like I like it under a minute like this person did, but like really just like tell stories or tell what's going on in your life be like hey i had a bad day today like you know whatever it is send in voice messages i love the voice messages sorry i'm talking way too fast (laughs) i have an issue with that but yeah i'm very glad that you sent this in i'm sorry that that happened to you obviously you said it was a while ago so you like don't care anymore but like still it's just crazy that there are like people who really do have these situations happen to them like I know we see it on social media, but like it really does happen in real life. And I just feel so bad for anyone who has dealt with that kind of thing because to have a betrayal from like your boyfriend is one thing, but then your best friend, that's a completely different situation. So that's just like, it's horrible. I'm sorry, but I'm very glad that you shared that with us. Um, Yeah, I think that was all the advice that I'm giving for this episode. Obviously, this was just a very advice-packed episode, so because of that, I'm not going to talk about, like, any sort of tea other than, um, Daniel Cohn got caught, 
lip syncing the n-word twice on um, on tiktok and she is now getting super defensive about it whatever but i'm just like this audio has been around for a while like i want to say even musically i don't know i'm i completely forgot what the audio was but i just remember listening to it like yesterday when this came out and being like oh like everyone should know this audio by now but it says the n-word in it and she lip-synced it in one of her videos but then she did another video where she lip-synced it as well and I guess she had them uploaded for like a couple minutes and then all of her comments were like freaking out like saying Danielle like why did you just say the n-word and so she took the videos down and she was like saying oh guys like I promise I did not know I had no idea that was the n-word whatever but it's like girl how how do you not know like I just don't understand because first of all so many people know that audio by now second of all if you didn't know or you were unsure or like I don't know just how can you not watch that back and be like oh that looks wrong or like that sounds like it like I don't know it's just way too close for me to be like that was an honest mistake like I don't know it just seems weird to me um really not sure now at first I was like okay at least she's being apologetic she did apologize right away she even went live to talk about it but then she started talking about things like oh you know there's just there was a lot going on that day and then I'm like how is that relevant though because what now are you trying to like play the card of like oh there was so much going on I was so stressed that I just didn't realize that I lip-synced the n-word like I don't know the logic doesn't make sense to me and that was one thing but then another thing is like she went live today and actually no tea pages posted it I don't know I guess I just happened to be on tiktok at the right time I guess I don't know if anyone really screen recorded it But I went on TikTok and she was live streaming, so I clicked on it and she was basically just getting super defensive, kind of almost yelling on her live where she was like, this is ridiculous, guys. Like, I know you won't believe me, but I'm being fully honest. I had no idea. And like, even if that's true, even if it's true that she had no idea, why now are you getting so defensive about it? Because it just makes you look more guilty, you know? So I don't know. I just have an issue with that. Don't think it's right, but I also feel like people go so crazy on the cancel culture thing that now it's like it's just a very toxic thing and that's a whole different thing to talk about but yeah that was just kind of one tea topic I wanted to talk about also Matt's uh Matt's Lewis went on Dixie's podcast or late night show whatever the heck it is and she talked a little bit more about Jaden and Nessa and things like that and I thought it was kind of interesting I didn't listen to the whole thing but I listened to clips of it and like you know she was being like down to earth she was just telling her story whatever like she has a right to talk about it especially because Dixie and Noah literally asked her about it so like whatever is she not supposed to answer the question um and then Nessa posted something on her story that was like lol you guys just believe anything or something like that But it's like, Nessa, girl, like, like I said in my, not last episode, but the episode before that, if you are so worried about people, people like not believing you or believing the wrong things, why are you not coming out with your side of the story? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me, but that's all. That's my rant. That's my tea for today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Remember to just breathe. School is almost out. I've got the rest of this week and then next week and I'm done with school. So I'm very excited for that. Um, If you listen to this podcast episode all the way through, DM me when you get out of school because I'm very curious. Obviously, if you live in like a different country, I know school works differently, so let me know still. Um, But yeah, if you would like to send me a voice message in the next episode, you can send it through Anchor. The link will be in the description of my podcast episode. You can also DM me a voice message through Instagram or just a regular DM through Instagram at SpillCastOfficial or my main Instagram at SisterSpillYT. Um... 
I check both of them kind of equally. I don't know. It kind of varies. Or if you don't have social media or you just don't want to DM me, you can also email me at sisterspillytt at gmail.com. Again, all of this information is linked um, and copied into the description of my podcast episode. So just press like show more or whatever it is. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week.